Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. ESPN Radio. I spent the whole first part of the summer with uh, some serious golf fever. Now, I still got the golf fever a little bit, but I got the football fever. So we are happy to be talking all things football here for the duration of Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Appreciate you all for being here. We are coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Missed anything from the first hour of the show? We talked all things Big Sky Conference football. How about the phenomenon of transfers at the Montana schools? Bobby Houck says he hates the transfer portal. He's brought in 44 transfers since he took over as the head coach of Montana. They got 11 dudes this year alone, including eight from the FBS and Power 5 ranks coming in. It's been a great benefit to the Grizz. It's also been a great benefit to the Bobcats. Almost 40 transfers on the Montana State side. We compared and contrasted. We'll continue to do that throughout this show and this week. We also heard from Emily Diaz. She is a sports chiropractor, helping people out, helping them get in line, especially those that want to have elite athletic performances from the Joint Chiropractic Clinic over there in the Grant Creek Center. And we heard from Jacob Anderson. He's one of the top recruits to come out of the state of Montana in quite some time. Six foot six, 285-pound offensive tackle out of Billings West, committed to Oregon State last month. And uh, he had, I mean, I've never heard of this. i never heard of a Montana kid with offers from Baylor. Uh, you know, Utah, Colorado, sure, Arizona even, Cal, all that stuff. But I've never heard of Baylor. <laughs> Coming up to Montana to recruit a kid. Jacob Anderson had an offer there, but he's choosing Oregon State. Wants to be a mechanic, mechanical engineer, so we heard from Jacob uh, earlier in the show as well. All that can be found on the first hour Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by the M Store, Sportsbet Montana, The Advocates, and the MSU Bookstore. We will have the return of one of the uh, most well-received segments we've debuted around here in a long time. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. He'll be back with us this fall. Uh, he's got a big-time deal in the works now, and uh, he even was able to negotiate to get, make sure he could still come hang out with us. We're not going to start that for a little while, but we got Morningwegs times two in here, Marty Morningweg and his oldest son, Skyler, in studio with us here 
uh, on ESPN Radio coming out of Coach Marty's quarterbacks camp this last weekend. A uh, fun weekend, 14 individual performers from around the state of Montana and the return of a legend, Dave Dickinson, uh, back in town, back in Montana. Uh, so another fun year. Thanks for being here, guys. How you doing? Coulter, let's rock and roll with Willie and Waylon and the boys. Sky. Hey, thanks for having me, Coulter. Yeah, of course. Uh, have you guys ever been on the radio together? Have you ever been on the radio, Sky? Yeah, we did a couple of radio shows when I was coaching in Texas. Uh, sure, yeah. But it's been a minute, so it's, it's good to be back. And I don't think uh, we've ever been on together. So Bingo! Huh? <laughs> this is a first. That's awesome. Well, uh, we're glad to have you guys. I actually, uh, we got to start. This is completely off of uh, the, the theme of the, the Coach Marty quarterbacks camp that was uh, took place on Sunday down there at Missoula County Public Stadium and, and just around uh, Big Sky High School there. But I was uh, looking up some stuff uh, from your BIOS guy, and I knew that you'd played at Florida, but I had never known the games that you actually played in. I was sitting there thinking, man, i never known anybody that played in a game like at South Carolina, right? So what was it like playing in the SEC? You, played, you spent a couple years there at Florida. That was probably quite the experience. It was awesome. Uh, love Florida. Uh, great experience, yeah, playing on the road. Uh, against guys like Jadavion Clowney, um, and then and then we played uh, Florida State at home that year, and they went on to win the the national championship that year. Jameis so, Winston, right? Yep, that was against Jameis. Uh, really talented squad they had that year, so it was great. Um, spent three years at Florida, transferred to Columbia, which is which is where I'm coaching now. So it's good to be back at Columbia. Well, Quite a journey to go. Uh, I think very few people get to experience the SEC and the Ivy League uh, in one college football career. So, uh, pretty cool. What's the? I mean, obviously the different. There's huge differences just in, in the followings, and but there's also so much pageantry and pride in the Ivy Leagues. So much show that they pretty much only want to play each other, right? Uh, so, I mean, what was it like going from the SEC to the Ivy? Because uh, a little different set of priorities, but also so much rich football tradition in the Ivy League as well. Yeah. Man, going back years and years, uh, some really, really great teams. And you're right, it's kind of opposite ends of the spectrum uh, as far as the football goes. Uh, but the Ivy League is is uh, a great league to play in, a ton of talent, really competitive. And like you said, it's all Ivy League. We play a couple out-of-conference games, um, but you're in it to win the Ivy League championship. And uh, there's, there's a, a lot of fierce rivalries. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to play in those, so so it's it's a great league. What's it like being back at your alma mater now? I mean, that that must be fun for you. It's great. It's really it's it's special to me. You know, uh, coaching for the same head coach who brought me in, Coach Al Bagnoli. You know, he's the winningest coach in Ivy League history. He was at University of Pennsylvania for a long time, yeah. and, and his first year at Columbia, he brought me in and. Um, and felt like we kind of flipped the program, got it rolling, and, and we've had some really good seasons since. So it's really great to be back uh, with Coach Bagnoli. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. It's our long-form interview each week here on ESPN Radio. You can find a replay of it each Thursday at noon. Mornawags times two. Marty Mornaweg, Sky Mornaweg in studio uh, with us here on ESPN Radio. And uh, Coach Marty, I mean, what's the experience like for you because obviously you're in dad mode and then he's playing and you're following along and he had two sons that played college football, but now he's sort of following in your footsteps in terms of marching up the coaching ranks. So what's it like to watch for you? Because this is this is not necessarily the easiest. I mean, you told a great story, which we won't have you repeat here on the radio the other night, but just about 
how you were able to convince your lovely wife to marry you, but just how many of the coaching stops that goes into that, right? I mean, you're talking about moving all over the place. So what's it been like watching him climb the ladder? I'll tell you, Coulter, it has been awesome. You know, he he mentioned it just a little bit. He was a GA for Ohio State for one of the great coaches in the history of the one A game. I mean, and, Urban Meyer, you probably heard of him. Yeah, and then and then he go and then he takes a coordinating job at a Division II school and coaches for one of the winningest Division II head coaches. And now he's with the winningest coach in Ivy League. What a great foundation for a young coach. And then, of course, he grew up with the thing, you know, in the NFL. So uh, now when you're watching one of his games, I turn into a little bit of a fan because I'm watching it on the TV and I'm going, doggone it, Sky! You know, if something goes wrong, you know, on <laughs> offense, and you know, of course, my wife's going, "Stop it!" It, you know, and I'm going. So I'm, I turn into a little bit of a fan when I'm watching my boys coach and or play. I thought it was fun too, Sky. When I saw, uh, I was looking at your bio from your senior year at Columbia, or I guess it was your first year. Co- it must have been your first year coaching. Uh, this last year. At the school you were at in Texas, that guy was the head coach at uh, Southeast Missouri State, right? He and was. That, and you told the story, coach, about Camp. What is it, Camp Gerardo or whatever? Where Camp called? Gerardo, Camp Missouri, Gerardo, Missouri, right? That's like where all the the piracy used to happen on the 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 boats going down the Mississippi. <laughs> that's but that's, right. I mean, that's funny that the guy who gave you your first job gave you your first job too, right? Yeah, Bill Maskell. Bill Maskell, a legend. He gave he he hired me for my first full time coaching job. Right. And me as well. Yep. Yeah. Midwestern State. And, and you know, what? 30 plus years apart, right? That's right. That's yeah. why the coaching business is so fascinating to me is just, uh, you know, all of the different ties, the way they all weave together. There's a guy in Eastern Illinois, I cannot remember his name, Bob Shoup, maybe. And he, so he was kind of one of those godfathers of coaches, too. Never really rose to the top, top ranks, but. So many guys can trace their coaching trees back to them. I mean, that's had a huge influence on your career too, right, Marty? I mean, just the fact that coaching trees, especially the one that you're a part of, Mike Holmgren and and Andy Reid and, and the like. I mean, that, that it can take you a long ways in the business if you, if you can get into the right group of guys. Well, and then you better bust your butt, and For you sure. better be really good. Now, Bill Maskell, going back to Bill, he has hired some fantastic coaches, men that have become head coaches in college, Gruden. John Gruden, sure. myself, others, uh, and then of course he hires Sky there in in North Texas. But uh, uh, what a what a great foundation that Sky has had, and now he can build upon that. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls, Paradise Falls breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus an early and a late happy hour. Go check them out there on the south side of town, thirty six twenty one Brook Street, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Uh, Coach Marty's camp was on Sunday. You got the cool hat like you always do. Always fun to share those around uh, the the town and the community. But th- this has been going for a little while now. So now you got some footing. And I know this is one of your favorite weekends of the summer. So what would you think of just the camp in general this year? You had a pretty good turnout. Some really talented young guys there. And I know this is something that a lot of the, the quarterbacks around Montana, especially Western Montana, really look forward to. First of all, I'm still recovering. <laughs> Doing too many drills? It was a hot one. Second, <laughs> thank you very much to the people in and around Missoula for funding this thing. It's a nonprofit. This is very important to me that no young man, they don't pay a penny. 
to come to the camp. It's open to coaches. You know, there's been more and more coaches come and 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 hang in the meetings and on the field. Uh, so that's important to me. Uh, the next thing is uh, Dane Oliver, back-to-back state champions. He's sort of the camp director, and what a heck of a job he does. And then the next thing is the legend Dave Dickinson. We got him out of the place up north, way up north in Canada. I will tell you what he did now. He played on Friday night away. For sure. He flew back. And, they, met- and they lost their first game on Friday night. And if anybody that knows Dave Dickinson – Dave is, and I, I'll tell, I, I'll just say it because I'll tell him this is face. He's the one of the worst losers I've ever met. <laughs> you want to know why? Because Dave Dickinson probably lost like five total games his entire college career. He's been a winner his whole life. So it was even more impressive that he was able to get away after a loss because a lot of times coaches like him, they might sit there and stew on that thing all weekend. That's right. That's why I talked to him before the game, and then I shot him a text <laughs> after right, just before. to make sure he's going to get on the road. But they fly back to Calgary, meets with the team, meets with the GM, and then he hikes it down here seven and a half, eight hours. And and that's what he did for the quarterbacks of Missoula and the rest of the state of Montana. We had some great players. I thought last year's crew was just excellent as well. We've had some players go on and do some things for sure uh, at the at the college level and 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 at the high school level too. For so, sure. So the morning really is drill work. And we do six or seven drills that really correlate with playing the game at the quarterback position at a high level. These are the drills that happen throughout every game. So they're important drills. And they take those home. And they work on them on a daily basis that might be able to get them to where they want to go. And then the afternoon is about progression and reads, how to read a defense, and the four basic reads, and how you go about going through a progression. And so then we go out in the afternoon and we do that. They've got to take that home. And they've got to get reps and reps and reps. Just imagine 100 reps of one thing. Right. No, 1,000 reps of one thing. And think how much better you will be. I mean, uh, even a talented man will improve dramatically. Well, this quarterback school, the thing I love about it, I, I like a lot about it, but the thing I love about it is that so much this day and age, these summer camps that kids can go to, it, it, there's – there's so many different things that it's about. This is so simple what it's about, though. This is about teaching the kids how to play the position and be the best player they can possibly be. It's not about getting a star rating or, you know, there's not a ton of college recruiters there or anything like that. This is just about, like you're saying, implementing simple yet important things for these kids to work on and making them you know, the best quarterbacks they can be regardless of what level that might be at. Right. And there's two things that, that come to mind. Uh, things get complicated. In, in the world of football, schemes and coverages and stunts and blitz, all those things. Yep. If a quarterback can make it simple in his own mind, well, really any player, but especially that quarterback. For sure. Now they've got a chance to play fast and furious. Uh, and, and then the second thing is, look, at, I was coached by one of the greatest ever in high school. And I thought everybody was coached like that. (laughs) Right. And so then I found out later that, hmm, that quarterback position is unique. I was sort of fortunate in high school to be coached like that. And so if I can give these guys just a little bit of coaching on the basic fundamentals, the basic way to read a defense, the basic way to go through a progression – 
that might help them get them to where they want to be. Marty Mornaweg, more than 25 years in the NFL. Sky Morningweg, the quarterback's coach at Columbia University, in studio with us here uh, on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio. It's our ESPN Roundtable. And, Sky, I know you, you had to kind of move into a more of an administrative role in this uh, camp this year uh, just because of the compliance stuff that goes on with uh, your new job there uh, at Columbia. But you've been around it for a little while. Just overall, as a former quarterback yourself and now a quarterback's coach, what do you like about the talent here in Montana? Because you, you guys have seen some guys that have been, you know, Division One, Big Sky Bound. You're coaching in the FCS now, so you kind of know what that talent level is like. What have you thought of some of the guys that you've seen uh, over the last couple of years here in Missoula? That's right. Um, and and there is a lot of talent in, in Missoula in the state of Montana. And what I've found is there are a lot of tough football players That's in right, the state right. of Montana, which Isn't I that love. funny? Like, so many of these quarterbacks, you're, you're like, well... That guy's a good quarterback. He also can play a lot of things because he's pretty darn tough, right? Yeah. yeah, so a lot of good natural athletes, tough quarterbacks, um, and I love the camp. Uh, like you said, I wasn't able to be in the same role this year, but growing up I was I was doing these drills and working these progressions and reads, and these are the same drills and progressions and reads that I'm teaching my quarterbacks uh, at Columbia. So it, it's, it's a great uh, one-day football quarterback school. Um, and, I, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. But like you said, a ton of talent out here. Well, how do you, how does, how does your, the way you think about it change now that you are in a, in a, in a coaching role uh, at, at this level? You know, Montana, Montana State, a ton of our listeners are, are fans of that, but they're very familiar with the Ivy League as well. You played at this level, but how do you think about it now with uh, coaching at it, and especially from a recruiting perspective? I mean, what do you think of just the level of talent you have at your disposal and, and, how do you go about sort of getting that talent to come to an Ivy League school like Columbia? Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um, and and wherever you're at, the recruiting process is a little bit different. So um, here at Columbia, you know, first thing that we're looking at is the transcript. Uh, that's it's, right. It's high a academic. Lot, a lot of great guys get eliminated pretty quick because uh, not a lot of people are getting into Columbia, right? That's right. So all you high school football players listening, man, uh, get your heads in the books. Uh, but you're right. Ton of talent, and and if the academics match up with, with which a lot of times out here, you got some high academic kids. Um, for sure, for sure, a, a really good group of them. Um, so that matches up, and then and then you see the, the talent, and and you can recruit it from there. But I'm real fired up to be creating a little pipeline from Montana to New York City out here. Cool. A pipeline. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> New is now ESPN Radio, ESPN Roundtable, Morning Wakes Times Two, Marty Morning Wake. One of our contributing guests here on Nuana is now. He'll be back for a second season of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. His oldest son, Sky, also in studio with us, talking all things quarterback school with Coach Marty that took place on Sunday uh, here in Missoula. Uh, Coach, what did you think of of just the guys that came to the camp? I thought one cool storyline was Cole Taylor came down. He's from Great Falls CMR. We had Cole on the show on Monday, and he said it was such a thrill for him to meet Dave Dickinson. He's so young that he was not old enough to ever even remember Dave as a player, but he is, has Dave front and center because, I mean, if you've ever been to CMR High School, I mean, there's a painting of Dave Dickinson on the wall. I mean, his helmet, you know, the record books is basically a Dave Dickinson high school book. So uh, a lot of exposure to it, but Cole was like, man, I, I, it was so crazy to see the guy that has all the records and learn from him. So that was pretty cool. They were able to bring Dave down here and to have him contribute. Also cool to have a CMR kid uh, in attendance. Yeah. You know, Dave and I have been discussing this for about three years that Canadian league, 
their season is typically when I'm doing my camp. So like we said, he took his bye week to get down here, and that's why I had it on a Sunday. Sure. It's just because so I could get Dave down. Look, I told Dave, look, you don't get to Missoula enough. For sure. You know, and, and so we would love to have you. And secondly, it would be great for the camp and certainly great for Missoula and great for the rest of the state. But the most important thing is it would be great for the kids. And look at some of the great players are not really good coaches. It doesn't work that way. True. Dave's a great coach. He's he's got his team up in the Canadian leagues at four and one. Hopefully they're gonna make another run at a great cup. And what a great job he did. The kids loved him. And so that's the most important thing. So funny too to think that his brother Craig is a, a CFL coach too. So you got two guys from Montana that are head coaches of the, I think there's nine CFL teams now. So there, there's a lot of Big Sky influence up there, too. I mean, Coach, you were in the NFL for a really long time. I know you also, though, played professionally in the Arena League, the USFL. But the CFL is a good level of football, and it seems as if they have sort of a, a you talk about pipelines from the Big Sky Conference. I mean, look at the CFL, especially quarterbacks. There's Big Sky quarterbacks all over the place, but plus couple big sky uh, guys from Montana that are head coaches up there in Canada, too. Yeah, that's right. You know, we all have a little pride with the Montana guys. You know, the thing that popped into my mind is, man alive, you know, I'm playing with guys, and then all of a sudden their sons are coming into college. (laughs) I'm rooting for not only my sons, but my teammates' sons. And now... Now they're having kids and and starting to grow up, so so we're getting up there. But uh, uh, we had a great time during the camp. Sky's huge part of it. My other son, Big Bobby Cade, is always a big part of it. Both uh, and of them. he's he's going a little coaching route now too. He's coaching over there at Carroll College after uh, his eligibility is up. Yep, and he's he's going to be coaching for them this fall. He helped out in the spring, and and so we're rock and roll. I'm going to be busy. I think this fall. Big Sky in Manhattan at Columbia and Bobby Cade up there coaching at at Carroll College. Go Saints! And then and then I I'm, I've got apparently you're inviting me back well, to you, do a radio show. You are show. back. You have to you I have to be it. back, man. I love that part of it. And then I did a deal with uh, 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 the 33rd team. This is cool. Get on the website, and uh, I know a lot of guys. Look at it's XGM. Some some. Ex great head coaches, uh, some other coach, some and then some young analytics guys. There is a lot of information on the thirty third team, and I'll tell you why it's called the thirty third team. Right? There's thirty two in the NFL. NFL. That's right. This is the thirty third team, and we do everything from evaluating draft picks to we we were talking about uh, Lamar Jackson's situation with his contract today uh, to. We cover everything. So a lot of material. Get on the 33rd team's website. Quarterback school with Coach Marty took place on Sunday. We're going to hear from one of the standouts of that camp. In about, oh, I don't know, five, six, seven minutes, Pat Duchesne, the quarterback of the Florence Falcons, will join us. So last question there then, Coach. I mean, all the kids that show up obviously want to be better. There's a lot of talented kids that come. But the kid that's the most decorated kid that was at the camp this year is Pat Duchesne. I mean, he was the state champion a year ago. They're running a ton of sophisticated stuff down there at Florence. And uh, he's a good-looking athlete. But what did you think of him just uh, working with him? Because it seems like not only has he got the skills, but, but he seems like a very mature kid. I mean, he seems like he really wants to be good. You're exactly right. The man is talented. In fact, 
you know, typically after the camp, Sky and I and Bobby Kane, whoever else is around, we'll talk about the quarterbacks. And there's typically four, five, or six quarterbacks that all of us would think that uh, if we got our hands on, we could we could do something with. For sure, this man is talented. Uh, He's he's. It looks like he's played quite a little bit, right? Yes, I mean so, he's going to be a uh, three and a half year starter by the time this is done. And, and they've gone in the playoffs. I mean, they went to the semifinals when he was a sophomore in the state championship. So you're talking thirty plus games as a starting quarterback already entering your senior year. Pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you could tell that in the camp. Yeah. He's got a live arm. He looks like he's got really good feet, and it appeared. You know how sometimes you can tell the man's got a little toughness to him, For which. Sure. That will take a quarterback up the ranks very quickly, that toughness. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Marty Morningwig, longtime NFL coach in studio with us, along with Sky, his oldest son, quarterback's coach there at Columbia University. Coach Marty will be back. We'll be hearing from him every week starting in about a month, so very much look forward to that. So we'll get out of here on this segment with you, Sky. Uh, what's, what's next for you? I mean, you're probably... Uh, this is this is the last downtime you're going to get for quite some time, and then you're hitting the ground running there uh, in the Ivy League. So uh, what's next for these next couple weeks? And uh, must be pretty excited for the upcoming uh, season there at Columbia. Yeah, we're fired up. Uh, we think we're going to have a, a pretty good team and, and make a run for it. So um, that's exciting. But I, I head out. I fly out tomorrow. We got three camps left um, for, for Columbia football camps. Um, take a couple of days and then – get uh, prepared for fall camp and then roll into the season. So it's exciting um, coming down to it and getting into fall camp should be a lot of fun. Well, it'll be very fun to follow you guys. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon, but to enjoy the rest of your time together. And uh, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Coulter. We'll see you in a little while, Coulter, on the golf course. You gotta love it. We will be back with Pat Duchesne Jr. right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I can't believe how many people I talk to or like when I'm riding around in the car DJing music that don't know who Dire Straits is. What? It's crazy. What is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, ESPN Montana app coming back with a little Mark Knopfler and the boys, Dire Straits, little Romeo and Juliet, one of my favorite songs. 
<laughs> it's funny because people of a certain age certainly know who Dire Straits is, and people of a younger age, I don't know why. I, I like to think that one of the reasons Dire Straits isn't as heavily played on classic rock radio is because, and no offense to all you classic rock heads out there, but Dire Straits is just more sophisticated than that. So there's only have a couple songs that are, uh, I don't know, cliche enough to land on the, uh, the classic rock. But we digress. Uh, listen to some Dire Straits. You're going to enjoy it. I, I promise you that's uh, some of the best tunage you're going to find out there. Speaking of some of the best, how about one of the best quarterbacks in the state of Montana any level? Pat Duchesne, he is the quarterback for the Florence Falcons. He has been for several years now. The Falcons are the defending champions at the Class B level. Pat Duchesne, he attended quarterback school with Coach Marty, Martin Morniweg, who was just in studio with us, put on his annual quarterback camp, and uh, it was a success with a lot of the best local talent around. Well, happy now for the continuation of our coverage of quarterback camp with Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg, our great colleague, our contributor to the Monday afternoon quarterback each Monday afternoon during football season and a longtime NFL offensive coordinator. He hosted his seventh annual uh, quarterback camp over the weekend. We're joined now by one of the attendees, one of the standouts of that camp, Pat Duchesne, a guy who's joined us before in the past the quarterback for the defending Class B state champion, Florence Falcons. Pat, thanks for taking a minute, man. How's your summer been? How you doing? Uh, summer's been pretty good. Uh, you know, I've been going around to a lot of camps, just trying to see, like trying to keep this recruiting process going on and see what uh, I can get out of it. Well, that's so interesting. So we'll start there. There is just such an interesting uh, balancing act that you got to do in terms of your time when you are – preparing to defend a state championship, but also, you know, trying to get your name out there, trying to, you know, improve your skill set, show off your talents, all that stuff. So, uh, first of all, let's take us through the camps that, that you've gone to so far this summer, and, and what have you got out of them? I mean, do you feel like you're learning a lot of stuff being around a lot of different football minds? Yeah, so I've been – I went to a couple MSU camps, uh, the U of M, uh, uh, a Washington State camp, and I feel like – I've been learning a lot from these coaches and that I've been able to, uh, I'll be able to put into practices and games. And I feel like it'll help me just become that much better for quarterback. What do you like about the pursuit of this? Because I mean, this does take a lot of your time. I mean, you're probably spending most of your weekends in the summer uh, going around trying to improve your skill set as a quarterback, but you must love it. So what about it do you love? Um, I guess, you know, for me, football is like kind of my, the biggest goal in my life. Uh, kind of something that I've always grown up doing and I think just being able to go out and just like keep playing football throughout the summer and like going to these camps I mean it's just like it I mean I love it so I mean I just have a lot of fun doing it. Patrick Shane joining us here on Nuanas now he is a standout quarterback for the Florence Falcons a senior to be for the class B defending state champions uh, speaking of just getting to rap with some other quarterbacks, I mean, what was the experience like for you this last weekend at Camp Mar- at uh, Coach Marty's camp? Uh, obviously, a lot of the, the best quarterbacks from around the area and around the state and one of the great quarterbacks to ever come out of the state of Montana, uh, the one and only Dave Dickinson as a guest coach. So uh, what did you learn? What did you think of the, uh, the experience there with Coach Marty? Yeah, Coach Marty and Coach Dickinson, they're like, um, they're really good coaches. I mean, they know so much about the game and, like, are able to teach us quarterbacks, like, so much. And it's just awesome to, to uh, learn from them. And 
being able to see what they have to say to help me become that better quarterback, I think is just an awesome experience. Is there anything specific that, that you've uh, been working on or that you've been thinking about? Hey, you know, I'm here. I'm really good with these things in my skill set, but I want to get a little more sharp at these things. Anything specific that, that Pat Duchesne's been working on? Uh, yeah, I've been trying to get some, like, my footwork to be, like, quicker so I can, like, move in the pocket better. And when I need to escape from the pocket, I can get out when I need to. And I feel like we did a lot of good drills like that at this camp on Sunday uh, to, just to be able to have that. Uh, quicker footwork and, and just because Marty and Dave have been around the game so long was there anything that they said that you hadn't heard before or anything that was surprising or you know just a tactic they were like wow that's a pretty smart way of doing it um I mean coach Marty um harped a lot on having being more smooth and under control with my lower body than like you know, some of the other coaches have been so like just hearing that and like knowing that I can be more smooth with my uh, feet and my lower body. I think that'll just ultimately help me have better accuracy and timing. So just hearing that from him, I mean, that really helped me out. It really helped me out a lot. For sure. And it's uh, such a great lesson. I, you know, and he's coached so many guys that like yourself can, can get out of the pocket, run a little bit too. So, um, I mean, he's kind of like the guru of mobile quarterbacks, right? I mean, Michael Vick and Steve Young and, and Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's coached some of the guys that uh, kind of can do it both ways. And, and that's been pretty cool to learn from him as well. But I mean, you must trust it when it's coming from a guy like that, right? I mean, when he's telling you about your lower body fundamentals, it seems like it probably carries a lot of weight. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, He's probably he knows so much so much about the game of football and knows like so much about all the mechanics and the footwork and like things to make my mechanics and footwork better. So like just hearing him some of the things he has to say to help me be become better with my feet. I mean it's just it's really cool and I love learning from him. Well, let's talk about the rest of the summer. Then I'm sure you guys are probably getting pretty close to coming up on you know team camps or maybe even fall camps. So. Uh, what's between now and then, and then what do you think of this challenge that you have in front of you now uh, coming into your senior year as, as the defending state champions? Yeah, so, I mean, so we we hit our team camp at Tech um, in June, and I feel like that was a pretty good team camp. Uh, we did pretty well. I mean, we struggled at some areas, but then we were able to pick it up. And then going forward now, um, we're just getting ready for fall camp. A lot of us have been in the weight room, you know, hitting the field, getting faster, getting stronger. And as we're heading into fall camp, you know, I think we're going to have a big target on our backs from being the defending uh, state champs. So we're going to have to just go out each week and compete and play our game and show that we deserve to be back there for a state title. What do you think of just the evolution of your offense? Because you guys were so talented uh, last year, yourself included, but uh, some great playmakers. I mean, Tristan Payette and uh, Caden Zalewski and Blake Shoup. I mean, all guys that are going to go play at the college level. So Luke Mackey. Uh, so, I mean, how, what's, what's the process like to try to re- replace those guys? And uh, what do you think of the, the up-and-coming skill players maybe you guys have? Yeah, I mean, those guys were great last year. Um, but, I mean, we're going to have a little bit of a different team this year. But I think our skill set with our skills is still going to be very good. Uh, we got some young guys that are going to be stepping up that have been in the program and learned learned this program uh, because they had those guys like Blake and Caden and Luke and Tristan in front of them to be able to learn from. So I think that uh, our skills will still be able to pick it up very well. Dr. Shane joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
talking uh, just about the summer that's going on for the quarterback for the Florence High School Falcons, the Class B state champions uh, a year ago. You mentioned the program, Pat, and, and you, you're playing for your dad. I'm sure that's a special experience. Now you have one last season to play underneath him. So, um, well, I mean, what do you think of the program that he has built, though? Because he's been doing this for a little while now, and uh, it seems like you guys, your group, this last couple of years has really been the ones that have really elevated it to the top level and, and winning a state championship for the first time in a long time. So, I mean, how would you just describe the program that you guys have been able to contribute to building there at Florence? Yeah, um, I think my dad, he... Uh, as a coach, he just really pushes us hard to be the best players that we can be. And uh, then we got all the other great coaches around us that are also pushing us and uh, getting on us when we're slacking. And, you know, they really they really just push us to be our best. And I think that really helps us uh, when it comes to games because then we're, like, ready for the games because they've been pushing us all week in practice, all summer, to be the best athletes that we can be. And I think it's just an amazing program that we've built in Florence well, very cool. It was so fun to be based here in western Montana, covering the state of Montana, but seeing state championships at the AA A and B levels around this little area. And uh, now we got a bunch of great players coming back trying to defend those state titles. Pat Duchesne of the Florence Falcons, one of those guys who's joining us here uh, on ESPN Radio. Uh, and, Pat, last thing for you then, uh, there were so many great quarterbacks around you and and some guys you know like the Wilson kid from up in Polson who's going to be you know, probably one of the top contenders in class A and and a couple of Loyola guys were there yourself and then some of the double A guys as well so um, what'd you think about being around those guys and then just kind of comparing your skills to uh, what they had to offer yeah I mean it's just it's pretty fun to be around other guys like that um and that can really sling the ball and they have great I mean they're just great quarterbacks so, like, being able to compete with them, you know, have a fun time with them. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. It's a pretty cool experience. Well, super cool, and uh, congratulations on getting to experience exactly that. And best of luck with your senior year, man. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, today, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon, I'm sure. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your summer, all right? Yeah, thank you. Well, the best round, Pat Duchesne, quarterback of the Florence High School Falcons. Defending Class B state champs. More on this transfer conversation. It is a common theme. It's because it's so interesting. It's become a huge part of football in Montana. I think that's if you do it right, it's a good thing. We'll discuss further right after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. Our good friend Carolyn, Chicka Doesn't Know Sports, who we'll hear from tomorrow, because by the way, I haven't even reminded you today, but no show Friday. I'm headed up to the uh, to Flathead Lake for a wedding uh, after the show tomorrow. So looking forward to catching that beautiful gem up there uh, in northwestern Montana. But Carolyn and I will record tomorrow morning, but she uh, doesn't like concerts. <laughs> what a strange, what a weirdo. Uh, she says, though, that one of the concerts she would go to is Billy Joel. So if by chance that she's listening, there's some, there's some Billy Joel for you here on Nuanas Now, Carolyn. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks for kicking it with us here on your Wednesday. Fun show. Tons of guests. Joe Terry, 
Big Sky Valhalla, writing about the Portland State Vikings, joined us to talk Big Sky Conference football. We also heard from Emily Diaz, a uh, sports chiropractor that uh, can get you feeling righteous. We also heard from Jacob Anderson, Billings West, senior-to-be, Oregon State football commit. Marty Mornawag, Sky Mornawag, came by to talk quarterback school. The Mornaway quarterback camp annually each summer here in Missoula took place over the weekend. And we heard from one of the participants in that camp, Pat Duchesne, quarterback for the Florence High School Falcons, Class B defending state champs. Find everything from today's show, Nuana's Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store, the Advocates, Sportsbet Montana, and the MSU Bookstore. We led with talking about some transfer stuff. I wanted to talk more about it because I do find it just utterly fascinating that uh, Bobby Houck and his staff have brought in now 44 overall transfers and that most of them have been solid starters at the least, if not really good players. But then you start to think about how, you mean, I'm one of the guys that, that screams and yells the most about Montana as a developmental football program, Montana State developmental football program. But are they anymore? They, they, they are developing some, and I think it remains to be seen. I think we're, it's going to take a while. Uh, I think probably if Bobby Houck is here for seven, eight years, then we can really see some of the development because there are some really good up-and-coming young players uh, in the program. Cole Grossman, sophomore tight end, jumps uh, to the top of your mind for the Grizzlies. Xavier Harris, Aaron Fonts, um, guys that, that could be pretty darn good if they continue to develop for sure. Montana State, same deal. I mean, Callahan O'Reilly, what a development story he is from a high school quarterback to now an all-conference inside linebacker. Yatai Okada, walk-on from Minnesota, uh, who's an all-conference player. But Montana State's had an unbelievable amount of success with transfers as well. We mentioned the home run type guys like Bryce Sturk and Amandre Williams and Jacque Allen, Travis Johnson, Trey Webb. But they've also had so many other solid guys uh, on their squad that have been big-time contributors. Jeffrey Manning Jr. is a starter at corner last year for them. Who returned, or excuse me, safety, who returns this year, former Oregon State transfer. Nate Stewart really came on late last year after transfer from Akron. Uh, he was a huge addition there at wide receiver. Cam Gardner, a transfer from Utah, has been solid. Blake Heal is a primary member of the defensive line rotation after transfer from Tarleton State. A Cole Sane is a formerly of Montana and then a JC guy who ended up at Montana State. He'll be in the mix as a starting offensive lineman. David Alston from Nebraska. We'll be in the mix on the defensive front, as will Ben Seymour, who's a junior college transfer. So I guess the point of why I'm listing all this out and talking about all this is I just find it so interesting, the success rate, which then leads me to believe that maybe the transfer portal isn't all bad. I have never thought it was. I think there's a lot of nuance to it. I think when utilized properly and when uh, considered accurately, you can see all of the nuances uh, that are attached to it. Um, if you find guys, here's the thing. There's so many reasons why guys transfer. I think that there's a perception or a stereotype that guys transfer because they're troublemakers or, or they can't get it down in the classroom. I think that there's a perception that transfers are one of those two things. But there's an equal, if not greater, factor of coaching staffs and the coaching staff movements. Like when you go to play for a coach and then he gets fired, 
that causes a lot of transfers. I also think there's a lot of misevaluations in recruiting. I think that a lot of guys don't go to the right level, and then they end up at the right level. I mean, of all those guys, th- that's what's so interesting is we just named a bunch of solid guys. They're solid transfers that became solid starters for the Cats and the Grizz. But are they, like, otherworldly? I mean, of all those guys that we just named on both sides that became really good uh, FCS players, I mean, the only guy that's just, like, so unbelievably more talented than the players, and, and again, it remains to be seen with the 11 new guys that the Grizz are bringing in. It remains to be seen with the handful of new guys that the Bobcats are bringing in. But the only the only two guys really, and Daniel Hardy became this, but he's a, actually a developmental example as well. He became an, an elite athlete. But the only guys that really are just like crazy talented for this level of all the guys we just named, I would say Dalton Sneed's in that mix as a guy that was, you know, he's a pro. He's making money playing football. He's very talented. But but the only guy that really truly, the only two guys that really truly pop off just in, in terms of thinking of them as just far superior athletes to mo- than most of the guys they went against were Bryce Sturk, who's a defensive end for the Bobcats, who transferred to MSU from Washington, and Travis Johnson, who then went on to win a Super Bowl ring with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what I'm saying, though, is while a lot of these guys are quote-unquote drop-downs, they're actually landing at the level that they likely probably deserve to be at or should be at. And again, what I'm saying is that if you're a good starting player in the FCS, you're a good player. You have a lot of talent. But sometimes you just might find a way better fit. Like I think about Alex Neal, who transferred from UNLV to Montana State. He He's like a, a hunting, fishing, camo hat wearing type of guy. Like Vegas was just not his scene. So it's just a better fit. He becomes a three-year starter uh, on Montana State's offensive line. Deary Todd at Montana, good example. I mean, he was a three-star recruit. He went to Michigan State, practiced every day, played none of the Saturdays. An, acad- an all-academic guy, no appearances in games. He's probably just not a Big Ten type guy. You know, he's a good player. And now he's at Montana. He's going to start probably. Better level for him. I think he could just go across it. I mean, A.J. Forbes, transferred from Nebraska. Now he's going to be the starting center for, for Montana. One of the other guys I would say is a superior talent level is Justin Ford, who was a transfer to Montana. But, again, most of these guys, they get to this level, and they are good. They're good enough to play and start and contribute and be on winning teams. But it's not like – I think about Bo Sandlin as one of the best examples of what I'm trying to get at. A guy who was a tight end from Miami – with chance for the Cats. He was only there for a year, and he just tore the big sky to shreds. He is so physically dominant, and then he got drafted. Well, most of these guys aren't that, but that's why I think these schools are doing a really good job of targeting proper guys, of, of targeting the uh, players that are going to fit in to this level of football. And uh, let me tell you this. The transfer portal is not evil, and this is only the beginning. So we'll keep on tracking it for you. We'll keep talking about it to you. And hopefully you find it interesting. If you ever have any questions about it, you can always hit us up, 406-888-1029. But save it for tomorrow. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Where Are They Now? series continues. One of the all-time greatest Lady Grizz basketball players, Manny Morales, a Billings product who is a three-time first-team All-Big Sky pick for the Lady Grizz. In my personal opinion, in my humble opinion, 
I think she's the greatest Lady Grizz of all time. I know Shannon Kate sort of is unimpeachable in that um, conversation, but Manny Morales was the best player I've ever covered for Lady Grizz. So get the show kicked out with her, and then our main guy, Regime Seabrook, will take us home. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now. Thank you so much for listening to ESPN Radio. See you tomorrow. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.